Welcome to India Unveiled with White Oak Capital. I'm your host, Ben Hayward, and together we'll delve into the untold stories of India's business and economic landscape. With an eye for hidden opportunities and a pulse on the vibrant markets that define the country's growth story, we'll explore the dynamic world of Indian commerce and entrepreneurship. Join me as I sit down with the top business and economic leaders who are shaping India's future. With insightful conversations that reveal the innovative and entrepreneurial spirit of Indian industries, we'll discover what makes this country such a fascinating and increasingly important destination for businesses today. So stay tuned to India Unveiled and let's lift the lid on one of the most captivating growth stories in global markets this century. In this episode, we'll discuss how leading Indian electronic manufacturer Dixon Technologies has grown 10 times in just five years, expanding their customer base from two to more than 100 brands and is emerging as a key player in the global electronic manufacturing space. We'll also explore the wider theme of India as a potential manufacturing hub in Asia and the huge untapped domestic electronics market that Dixon is poised to exploit. Welcome, Atul. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks very much, uh, Ben. It's entirely my pleasure to be here with you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm very excited to be speaking with you because, of course, you've been one of the great success stories of the last two decades within the manufacturing space in India. So very, very interested to weed out the story here and find out what's going on. I think for the purposes of my guests and listeners, I think it'd be great to first understand what it is exactly Dixon Technologies does, and perhaps a little bit of an introduction to yourself and the broader history of the business as well. So in Dixon Technologies, we are the largest EMS, that's Electronic Manufacturing Services Provider in the country. We are of a firm conviction in India that due to evolving geopolitical situation, an extremely positive policy framework of the government of India, and also the Indian industry acquiring a certain level of maturity and that Indian electronics manufacturing industry and Dixon leading it would be manufacturing all the electronic goods being sold in India. We would be designing and deepening this manufacturing. And in many categories, we are not only going to be servicing the domestic market, but global markets. So what we basically do is we design and manufacture various electronic goods, namely the likes of televisions, washing machines, mobile phones, routers and modems, set-top boxes, CCTVs and security surveillance systems, air conditioning components, refrigerators, IT products like personal computers and laptops and tablets, smartwatches, TWS for various global brands. We deal with and we service more than 100 global brands and Indian brands. And of course, the growth of the business has taken place largely, I think. The business was incepted in the 90s, but over the last 10, 15 years, there's been a real acceleration of this trend. So just to share with with you numbers, Ben, when we got listed in 2017, that's five years back, we were almost uh, $200 million. In five years, we're going to close at $2 billion. So the revenues have grown 10x. Fascinating. And have you taken on much more in terms of the number of brands that you now work with? So again, going back to 2017, when we went public, almost 85% of revenues of ours were coming from two global brands. That's Philips and Panasonic. Today, we have more than 100 brands. We have 
grown 10x. We have large relationships with the global conglomerates like Samsung, Xiaomi, Philips, Panasonic, Toshiba, you name a brand, there are customers. So we have been on a customer acquisition spree and also diversifying and launching into various new product categories in the last five years. Fantastic. And we'll get on to the kind of export nature of your business in a little while. And I know a large chunk of the India story kind of hedges on the growing India as a manufacturing destination and exporting to the world. But for the moment, I imagine a lot of your revenues would come from domestic distribution of the Dixon Technology suite of products. What does the makeup of, of tech hardware look like in India at the moment? Penetration of things like computers, white goods, televisions, etc. So uh, responding to the first part of your question, we feel that India and Dixon is emerging as a major player for global markets. So again, to share with you the numbers, in 21-22 uh, fiscal, our uh, global revenues were around $75 million. And in the current fiscal, we're targeting almost $300 million. So that's the kind of growth we've had. Second, undoubtedly, India is a large mass market. We are 1.4 billion people. And still the penetration levels are extremely low. For example, in appliances like washing machines, the penetration level in India is buried 12% of the households. In televisions, in LED televisions, it's around 39%. In laptops, IT products, it's going to be around 20 odd percent. Mobile phones, of course, is, is much higher. It's 90% plus. But mobile phone is a category wherein a consumer changes his phone every two years, if not earlier. So undoubtedly, there's a large potential of the domestic Indian market. And India is growing. India is the brightest spot amongst the global economy with an extremely sound fiscals. So with this growth, when the per capita touches around 3,000, 3,500, we're going to see the same consumption boom which happened in the Far Eastern economies around two decades back or around 15 years back in China. So I think we're sitting on a large potential domestic market. It's a phenomenal growth story that we're expecting. We're already seeing. So I think uh, the things are falling in place and we're extremely excited about the journey in front of us. And I'm very excited to watch it from the sidelines. And it's something that I've talked to investors about nonstop. And I think that Dixon is going to be a big beneficiary of this shift and as well as changing consumption patterns. Now, one of the very well-known themes in the India story is India is a kind of destination for businesses outsourcing in the tech world, tech outsourcing. We've seen the rise of, of businesses like TCS and Infosys over the last two, three decades. They're both done incredibly well. But something that hasn't quite clicked for India, for various different reasons, has been India as a manufacturing hub. Now, you're a bit of an outlier here. My first question would be, why now? India has got vast amounts of cheap labor, why hasn't it been particularly successful as you can as a manufacturing story? What are the ingredients that are coming together that are beginning to shift this landscape? Modi's Make in India campaign has been a big driver of change. But what other ingredients are coming together to change this right now? So we are of a firm belief that for any industry to grow and any industry to become global, in its stages of infancy, it requires support of the government's policy framework. Please appreciate IT industry, when it was in its initial stages, there was so much support given by the government. There were tax exemptions. There were faster visas. There was subsidized land given. 
there was connectivity provided and then it emerged on its own and today we all know where india stands on business process outsourcing or in it services you look at another one of the most successful industry in india the two wheeler the motorcycle industry when the industry was gearing up back in early 90s there were tariff interventions there were only partnerships and technology transfers allowed from foreign giants like hondas and kawasaki and suzukis and uh, these partnerships were encouraged and today the indian entities like bajaj auto or hero or tvs are much ahead of their initial partners and they dominate the global world the volumes are larger than their competitors however in, in electronics manufacturing i think the policy framework of the government of those times went wrong we were uh, signatories to the ita one which brought down the import duties on all the electronic goods particularly the it products and mobile phones to zero so the whole industry collapsed the manufacturing collapsed with that the components ecosystem collapsed the designing collapsed because our border country was subsidizing there was a opaque economy the cost structures were not very transparent and in the bargain india suffered but lately i think the realization has set in the tweaking of the policy framework started around 8 to 10 years back and today it's paying rich dividends so the policy guidelines that have been announced the initiatives that have been announced through the production linked incentive schemes across various sectors now the semiconductor policy earlier specs pli schemes for electronic components for mobile phones for it products for telecom devices for air conditioning components white boards lightings and now the semiconductor policy rolled out there are great initiatives and this is not only at central government level all the state governments are rolling out red carpet to the electronic industry there is a logic to it one it's highly employment generated and india needs to shift the large mass of its uh, demography from agriculture to manufacturing second it's non polluting third it is the third largest foreign exchange output for us after crude and gold so it ticks all the boxes and the government is committed to it even if the state governments are giving full support so i think we internally call it our our inflection point we call it our y2k moment what happened to the it industry in india back in late 90s i think uh, we are on a similar kind of opportunity if not more fascinating stuff and i believe dixon has been one of the key if not the largest beneficiary of the pli schemes probably in the whole of the electronics sector in india just breaking it down for the audience who probably perhaps aren't as familiar as how these schemes work in very very simple terms how have you benefited from pli i mean what is pli to start with you've touched on it there and and how has your ben- business benefited so we are a pli beneficiary in five schemes we are a pli beneficiary in mobile phones in it products in telecom devices in lighting components and air conditioning components the scheme has a, a couple of simple objectives one is to support the indian industry for a period of 5 to 6 years and to support them in the disability that the domestic industry has of 5 to 6% as compared to our competition in far east or in china the government gives an incentive of around 5 to 6% on basically two criteria one is the committed capital expenditure and the second is the revenue generation and that's uh, having a some threshold guideline once you achieve both the capital expenditure and the threshold uh, revenue on the incremental revenue you get this incentive of 6% this is a cash subsidy 
This you can pass on to your customer to make your goods competitive, not only for domestic market, but for global market. So let's say I tie up with a very large global brand for mobile phones, wherein this large global brand has shifted almost 12-15% of the global requirements from their plant in China to us. And large chunk of this manufacturing is going for export. So that's a great incentive. For example, lighting. We are making investments in lighting components. And that again gives us additional benefit of 5-6%, to 6%, which makes our product more competitive and we are able to compete in the global market. So that's the way forward. Now the government is further working on the PLI, uh, wherein they are linking it to deepening of value addition and also design light. So in telecom devices, the GPONs and the routers and modems that we are manufacturing are going to be designed by us. We have tied up with some of the largest semiconductor companies in the world. This is helping in creating in India not only a manufacturing base, but also a design base and a deepened manufacturing base. Attempt is to create a component ecosystem along with the devices. Thank you. Very clear and, and clearly an excellent policy and working. And it's great to see a government so forward thinking in that part of the world. It's very, very good news. Dragging it back to Dixon now and, and to the business, the key to your success has been your focus as a CEO. You've stuck very, very clearly to the guardrails of your business plan. You've established a core ethos and philosophy, which you have religiously stuck to. Why do you think Dixon operates the best in this space? What is it that you do better than other businesses? What is your edge as a business? So we are uh, extremely uh, focused on our strategy. Would you please appreciate our main bandwidth is understanding electronics manufacturing. We have the deep capability of understanding chips, semiconductors, silicon, polymer processing, metal processing, coils, optics, thermals. So this is a technical and technology capability we have. In electronic manufacturing, we deeply understand surface mount, box building. So anything in electronics manufacturing, which is related to these competencies, we have a serious look at it. And what we do is that we pick up a domain, let's say LED televisions, and we acquire an anchor customer. So first anchor customer for us was Panasonic. And then we go on a customer acquisition spree. We build a very large scale. We deepen the manufacturing. And then over a period of time, we acquire the design skill set. For example, lighting, when uh, the whole industry was migrating from analog to digital, that CFL to, to LED lighting, back five, seven years, we were purely on prescriptive manufacturing with a single customer, Philips. Today, we continue to do more than 95% of Philips consumer lighting, but Philips contributes only 25% to my revenue. So I have more than 10 other customers and large shares of their wallets. We have completely migrated from prescriptive designs. We are earlier working only on Philips designs. Now, all designs are ours, and we have a very large scale. Please appreciate in LED bulbs. We would be number three or four globally. We have more than 5,000 products in our portfolio. We produce a million bulbs a day, and now we are very confident that we can take any competition globally in our cost structures and in our technical uh, specifications and uh, compete for the the global markets. So that's what we try to do. The scale of the business is, is scary. I mean, a million light bulbs a day manufactured, it's mind-blowing numbers. I mean, we skirted around the idea of India stealing market share away from the Far East, mainly China. How feasible is it that India can be in time, and, and I know it's not going to happen overnight, 
but in time a viable alternative to China as a manufacturing hub in Asia. Do you think it's genuinely possible to make India globally competitive in this space? Ben, undoubtedly the opportunity is immense. We get inquiries from all the global customers, not only for domestic market, but for, for, for world markets. They're looking at China plus one. However, let's be humble about it. Let's also appreciate that on the ground, the supply chains of these global brands are deeply embedded in China. There would be a lot of uh, resistance and inertia to move it out of China. But these global brands are making an attempt and giving you small pieces of small volumes. They are genuinely looking at alternate sources. And amongst other countries, India stands a great chance. So my firm conviction is the next two years for Dixon and for the country itself are going to be critical. Because everything is all about execution now. If we are able to execute it well and we feel fairly confident, then there's going to be a quantum jump in this industry. So next two years, because the policy framework is right, the balance sheets are right, the commitment to execution is there, but we have to actually deliver on the ground, which we are confident about. We feel that is going to happen. And then again, it's going to be quantum jump in India's and Dixon's growth story in electronics manufacturing. Now, something we spoke about very briefly offline, and we agreed to talk about it on the podcast. Um, and it is an important topic. It always comes up when I'm in front of investors in all corners of the world, is ESG. I mean, how do you guys as a business think about ESG? And I know we always caveat it with the fact that ESG within India isn't the same as ESG in somewhere like Northern Europe. But clearly, as a manufacturer of hardware, electronic goods, famously not, not a particularly green, in inverted commas, business, what do you do to mitigate for ESG risk? Have you put practices in place? What's coming down the line? And do you get asked about it a lot as well when you're in front of investors? So Ben, please appreciate that we have large relationship with global customers, global brands, likes of Panasonic and Philips. So they have put us on the ESG path, possibly a decade earlier, migrating to Roche, sustainability audits, now, these are important critical elements on which we have been working for quite some time now. However, I humbly accept that we have a long way to go. And uh, through our uh, interactions and interfaces with various stakeholders, the importance of ESG in our uh, thinking and thought process is immense now. So we are working with certain consulting companies and our internal teams to put together an ESG roadmap we are committed to it in various plants of arts. We are migrating more and more to renewable. So uh, initial efforts have been put in place. However, we have a long way to go. But please be rest assured that we are absolutely committed to it. Excellent stuff. I think that's incredibly encouraging to hear. And dragging it back to the competition now and overseas competition in particular, because it's very clear that you have fast become the dominant player in India. How is Dixon different to, say, a Foxconn or, or another EMS business from around the world? So when we uh, compare ourselves with Foxconn, Foxconn undoubtedly is an iconic organization, a great company. But they are, they are more confined. They're not in the product categories in which Dixon operates. They are very minuscule in LED televisions. They are not there at all in appliances. They're not there at all in lighting. But again, they're extremely large in mobile phones. In Dixon's case, there's a difference in the business model on two elements. One is our capital allocation is much more frugal. If you see the financial ratios in Dixon, 
we are committed to a hurdle rate of 30% on our return on capital investment. Uh, whereas our peer companies are nowhere close to that. And we feel confident that we would have been better this 30% target. The second is that in Dixon's case, we are migrating more and more to our own design solutions. We are trying to acquire IP, whereas our peers, particularly Foxconn, is more into prescriptive manufacturing, wherein they're working on the customer's designs, but where they're much more backwardly integrating. We're trying to pursue both, but in our case, more focus is on acquiring the IP. So that's the main difference Understood. My final question on the China-India thing is clearly a lot of your ingredients, for want of a better word, ingredients, your underlying products, they come from China. Has your business been affected by India-China relations or, or COVID? And is, is this something that you've just had to work through? Have there been any kind of core impacts on, on your business? And are you yourselves looking to diversify your own supply chains away from just China? So undoubtedly, uh, uh, the period of COVID, because of lockdowns everywhere, the supply chains were deeply impacted. Uh, the lead times increased significantly. The transit times increased significantly. The commodities prices increased. There was a huge shortage of semiconductors. The freight rates increased 5-6x. But now the situation is normalized and it's uh, back to normal. It's back to the pre-COVID scenario. However, it's still, you know, one used to visit China four, five, six times a year. Today, you have not visited China for a long time. So that has some impact, but business has come back to normal. On the geopolitical front, yeah, there is definitely challenge between the two countries. But has it impacted business till now? I don't think so. Well, a very positive way to leave it. And I guess um, with that in mind, and something that I ask all of my guests that come on the show to think about is um, India in the next five to 10 years, what excites you the most? What is the kind of biggest opportunity here on the Indian subcontinent? So undoubtedly, India is a bright spot amongst all world's large economies. And uh, I think we would be able to consistently deliver on almost 7 to 8% GDP growth rate. We also feel that once we cross that threshold figure of around 3000 to $3,500 per capita income, there's going to be a domestic consumption boom and all the more in the consumer durable and electronic products. So we're waiting for that day when low penetration levels becomes a very, very large opportunity for us. And I think it's going to happen just in a couple of years' time. And also with the engineering talent in India has, Dixon has, we are going to be a design powerhouse, a deeply backwardly integrated electronics manufacturing hub. And what was happening in Far East and in China, a large part of it is going to shift to India. That's what our, our belief is. Fantastic stuff. As I said earlier in the episode, I really look forward to watching the, the story of Dixon continue to unfold. And I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today and talking with me. Some super interesting takeaways and, and I hope to stay in touch and see you again very soon. Thanks very much, Ben. And uh, I really appreciate and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my thoughts on this show. All the best and thanks once again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to India Unveiled with me, Ben Hayward. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review, a rating, and make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you might get your podcast fix to be notified of our upcoming episodes. Join us in a couple of weeks as we continue to explore the fascinating world of Indian business and entrepreneurship. Until then, stay safe and keep exploring.